Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. center of the galaxy this is a four center podcast feed it's something we've been saying for a very long time now we're talking about four plus years now since this all began i'm ken napsock for a special edition of spotlight star wars this is the show that actually started on the napsock files podcast feed when i thought well, I need a place to talk Star Wars. I need a place to talk even Game of Thrones and other things. I'll do a I'll do a series of shows called Spotlight, colon, whatever it is. Spotlight Star Wars was born and quickly realized, I think I wanted to go beyond this. 
and I needed some people to help do that. And so me and Joseph Scrimshaw got our heads together. We brought in Jennifer Landa, and we created Force Center, the Force Center podcast feed. And back then, back then, this show was always a monologue from me to you, a Star Wars fan to Star Wars fans. And I always would say back in those early days, before Force Awakens even hit the screens, what a wonderful time to be a Star Wars fan. A lot has changed in that time. A lot has changed in that time. But I don't think that has changed. I think it is a wonderful time to be a Star Wars fan and has always been a wonderful time to be a Star Wars fan, whether it was 77, 83, 88, where you're looking around going, I go, I guess that's all we got. The early 90s with Heir to the Empire and that trilogy, moving things forward and keeping the flame of Star Wars alive. Even someone like me who didn't take a deep dive into Legends really understands that that's what those stories were doing. Special editions, that might be your first trip into Star Wars. What a great time to be a Star Wars fan then, as it was in 99, 2002, 2005, and beyond. Clone Wars era, sequel era, it doesn't matter. I really believe in my heart if you open up your heart and open up your soul to Star Wars like a lot of you listening have already done. I know I sound like an old Southern Baptist preacher. Open up your heart to Star Wars, let Star Wars in. But once you do that, it doesn't leave. And yeah, last couple years, the last week, there's been moments when it's been tough to be a Star Wars fan because you just want to enjoy it. Or even then, you just want to be able to debate it and talk about it in a fun way. I think that's always been part of Star Wars. Absolutely was. Han was my favorite guy. My other friend liked Luke. Another friend liked Lando or Chewie or Leia. And you debate who's the better character, who would win, what's going on, what's the silly little plot holes, what's the silly little line. We all fell in love with Star Wars, and that was part of it. And I really do think over the last couple of years, not just because of The Last Jedi, but just the way we are, the way social media is, that's been taken away from us. We can't just feel like we can talk about it. There's a test. I'll get into an Uber, and the driver will see a pin, one of my Black Series Rebels pins on my jacket and be like, oh, Star Wars fan, huh? And there's that moment where you're like, oh, no, how's this going to go? One of the most recent examples, he said, don't tell me you like that new Star Wars stuff. And I said, yes, sir, I do. But we ended up laughing about it and have a good conversation about why I loved it and why he didn't connect with it. And both are possible. Both can exist together. And the last week, that kind of feels as though it's been taken away from us. The last couple of years, that feels as though it's been taken away from us. But I'm here to say, no, it's here for you to love Star Wars the way you want to love Star Wars, to debate, discuss, and have fun with Star Wars the way you want to debate, discuss, and have fun with Star Wars. We're in a great time to be a Star Wars fan. It's powerful. It gets in you. It inspires you. People from all walks of life, all points of view, Star Wars is there for us. And as we get ready, because at the time of this recording, we are days away. Depending on where you are, some markets get a little early. Your Thursday at midnight might be a little different than another person's Thursday at midnight. Or you're scrambling to get in a screening. Or you're going to see it a little bit later because you want the crowds to die down. Wherever you are, we're so close to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Build as the end of the Skywalker saga, the story will go on. But this legend, this saga, ends here. Now, we'll see how true that is over the course of time. We'll see if they can stick to that. 
And uh, I'll argue that it doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me if down the line the saga picks up again. Because it's Star Wars. And it's the Skywalker family. It's the Skywalker clan. It is the chosen one story. It is the balance of the force hanging in the balance. And I am excited. Very excited. I've done the thing I do for a lot of Star Wars movies. And it wasn't something I expected to do going into The Force Awakens. It was the first time I wished... Not that I didn't have social media, but I could pull back a little bit. It's not so much about the spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to be spoiled. Some people do. Some people don't mind. They click on the leaks. They watch the videos with people proclaiming to have uh, insider knowledge and leaks and and this thing will happen. And uh, that's fine because there's little moments in my brain, little little cracks in my uh, wall where I'm like, I want to click on that story too because I want to find out because we're all dying to find out. We want to find out. But back then, Force Awakens, the rush leading up to it seemed great. We got the great trailers. We got some magazine articles. I picked up a ton of them. I, I, I recently moved and I had to put some of them into storage just because I had a different display space in my new place. And I was like, man, do I regret just buying all these magazines? No, no, I don't. I can thumb through them now and kind of relive the anticipation for The Force Awakens. But towards the end of it, the TV spots came out. And I remember thinking, God, I didn't want to see that. Maybe I should have muted. I started to do that a little more and more. And it's not just, again, when I really stopped to think about it, because I have done it for uh, Rise of Skywalker in the most stringent way I have ever done. I have muted so many words and people. Regarding Star Wars, specifically The Rise of Skywalker. And it is not specifics. It's not about, I don't want to see that on screen until I'm in the theater. All that's in it. But at the end of the day, I just don't want to have the emotional reaction to something cool. For instance, Force Awakens, one of the TV spots, uh, was where I saw, and a lot of people saw, the Millennium Falcon in action, bursting out of snow-covered trees, Later, we'd learn it was Starkiller Base and the daring, risky, uh, out-of-hyperspace landing that Han uh, was once again pulling some magic to make happen, because that's what Han does. Not a big moment. No plot spoiler. I I knew the Millennium Falcon was going to be in this movie. We saw that from the first trailer, but I had an emotional reaction to that. And that's an emotional reaction I I wish I could have saved for the theater. So I'm in a bit of a, a cave, a Dagobah cave getting ready for the rise of Skywalker with almost nothing in my mind that has come out in the last two or three weeks. Even some of the things prior to that, I looked at with uh, half a glance, eyes wide shut. And the reason I'm doing that is to preserve my emotions, my emotional reactions, the journeys I want, the journeys I want to experience and feel and what they're giving to me. We're going to do a lot of calls on this special episode of Spotlight Star Wars, the reason I put this together. I decided you guys here at Force Center, you follow us along, you get Jennifer's reactions, you get Joseph's reactions, you get my reactions. You know where we are going into these films, but there's a lot of people around me that I talk Star Wars with, that I celebrate Star Wars with. So some of them you've heard before here in Force Center, some of them are very new. And I either sat down with them in the studio when I could, or I, or I did a phone call, Um you know, phone calls, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, technically, uh, technical-wise. But uh, you're going to hopefully get past that and enjoy sitting down with these people. And I just wanted to I just wanted to look around the Star Wars fandom, look around the Star Wars universe and see where we all are. Because this isn't just 
another Star Wars movie. This is the end of a journey for us all, a journey that may have began for you five years ago. It's so fun. I love, I love finding the Star Wars fans who are new to this franchise because of The Force Awakens and the other films. But I look specifically at Force Awakens because now you couldn't escape it. Boom, it was everywhere. And that doesn't necessarily mean you were a seven-year-old five years ago. There's people very much in the throes of adulthood who are like, I'm going to give this Star Wars thing a, a try. And they were pulled in by it. They were pulled in by it. I love that. I love hearing that because that that journey has just as much value as the journey that began in a theater May 25th, 1977 with the Star Destroyer, the Devastator. Not the Avenger like my book accidentally uh, says because of an error that made it into the book. Never mind. Devastator flying over you. You look up. Your world changes. That's when your Star Wars journey began. To the special edition kids, to the prequel kids, to the Clone Wars kids, hell, to the Forces of Destiny kids, to the Legends kids, to the Ewoks Saturday morning cartoon kids. Whenever your journey with Star Wars began is the most perfect journey because it's yours. And all of that is coming to an end. Oh, yeah, Star Wars goes on. We'll have a new episode of The Mandalorian a week after this comes out. We'll have more series. We're definitely going to get more movies. We've got more books. We've got, we got more comics and video games, clothes, figures, everything. Star Wars goes on. Even if they never made another movie, Star Wars will go on. But at some point, you were affected by someone in the story with the name Skywalker or someone related to the name Skywalker in their story. It is the center of the galaxy. It's the center of the story. And the greatest challenge that lay in front of Star Wars now isn't keeping the flame of fandom going. It is finding new ways and new directions to tell their stories without that central theme. I think they're up to the challenge. I think it's wise to stop and think about what that really means. I know they already are. But we're stepping out of the Skywalker saga. That's, that's going to be... It's going to be interesting because the Skywalker saga, the center of the story, the prophecy of the chosen chosen one, the balance of the force, the rebellion against the empire, the separatists rising up against the Republic and the Republic becoming the very evil we are fighting against. And now Leia's resistance against the first order, the remnants of the empire who said, hey, we want to do evil better. It's all there. It's central to the story. And that's coming to a close. And that journey is what we're here to talk about. I can't wait. Here on Force Center, we're going to do a lot of predictions uh, coming up to leading up to, to the week of release. Joseph and I have been working hard to take you guys through as deep as we can some of the thing, themes and things and the reasons we're here. That's there as well. You can go back and listen to those. We got Star Wars ranked episodes, data bank brawls, all focused on getting us ready for the rise of Skywalker. But what really this is about, when you sit down in the theater, nothing can prepare you for what's going to roll out in front of you. So stick around, stick with me. On this very special Spotlight Star Wars, I wanted to hear from some other folks. I wanted to hear how they are getting ready for the rise of Skywalker and how they feel about it. So... Thanks so much. Thank you to everyone who has supported Force Center on this journey, wherever your journey began with us. 
man, I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun for Joseph, Jennifer, and I to come into this warm, receptive fandom, the Four Center fandom, the Four Center listeners, our Four Center friends. Just talk Star Wars, celebrate Star Wars, question Star Wars, get some Star Wars counseling, rank some Star Wars, fight some Star Wars, more than anything, just love Star Wars. Stick around. Spotlight Star Wars, this one's for all of you. Let's get ready for the rise of Skywalker. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this Improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we're back here on Four Centers Spotlight Star Wars. I'm Ken Napsack, and it's no longer just about my journey. It is about our special guests. I picked some uh, people to call on the phone to bring into the studio when I could, and I hope you enjoy hearing about their thoughts, their feelings, and where they are going into the final chapter of the Star Wars saga. Let's dive in. Happy to welcome to Force Center right now uh, as part of this uh, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker Saga, Emotions and Feelings. I'm putting together the show and, uh, you know, I'm just having a lot of fun talking to people who, who mean a lot to me and whose love of Star Wars is is on their sleeves. And Andres Cabrera is here. Yes. You and I are working hard with Emma Five from Collider Jedi Council. You uh, have contributed to Force Center and, and people love you on here. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, man. We're days away. We're days away from the Skywalker Saga, your lifelong journey, which began as a Star Wars fan. In the prequel era, uh, where's your head at going in? Just where's your heart, not your head, where's your heart at going into this film? My heart is in a very contemplative place. Mm. I'm very much looking back at yeah. the power of Star Wars. And yeah. I, I don't know, I've had very existential questions that I've been asking myself. Love it. As, as a person, as a creator, as an yeah. artist, as a human being, as a man all this kind of stuff that I'm asking myself personally, just yeah. being inside the city. And the more I'm here and the further I'm away from my family, mm. the more I have to kind of confirm that I'm doing the right thing by being here. Right, right, and, right. And, and I know that's me reaching beyond, but a no. lot of it I take from Star Wars, man. I've had conversations with my parents mm. who have been very keen mm. on, on me going back home and me mm, kind of mm-hmm. giving up on this whole bizarre LA 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 land world that we sure. live in because it is a weird world yeah. and kind of get back and put my feet back on earth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I always go back to George Lucas and star yeah. Wars. And obviously I, I'm mm. never going to reach those heights. We don't know. Or that. probably never going to reach those heights, that. but it's one of those things where what makes mm-hmm. impact in this world, what kind of stories can touch beyond generations mm. what, what what kind of things can yeah impact affect people change people in a way that lives on through their children and their children's children and that's yeah. something like star wars yeah yeah because i feel like star wars is the embodiment of what people need to hear yeah and what people need to hear is rising up mm-hmm. against oppression mm-hmm. rising up against evil mm-hmm fighting back against fear against ideology of of uh putting down and diminishing other people mm. of of rising up the corporations and the rich mm. and the powerful and and the ones who want to inflict this weird self-righteous ideology of power mm. like emperor palpatine okay. wants to put down on the entire universe yeah those are the stories that live on the mm. stories of fighting back, the stories of rising up, the stories of not staying down, the stories of s- saying, you know what, I am going to take a stand against something that's not good, and I right. see that it's not good. And that's Star Wars. And, and I really do feel like if you want to name the perfect story that will tell you this is the kind of story 
that changes lives. Right. People can name all the great movies they want to name, but Star Wars is that story. Yeah. And and what you're talking is these big, big themes that yes. boil down to what I'm you talk about the biggest, but yeah. but the biggest, but also boiled down to what you started the conversation saying of of your personal place in it all. And you being out in the galaxy on those missions uh, to to either head uh, head that direction to combat that stuff, but also your own personal creative journey and your career journey, your vocational journey, uh, and and your your family uh, not having a bad idea. That's not a bad idea to go home either. Yeah. But you may be feeling does am I Ray in this situation? Afraid to afraid to go forward. Uh, am I Luke? Not sure if I can do it which is how I interpret the twin sons scene. It's not that he doesn't want to go chase the guy. He just doesn't feel it's his journey. He doesn't feel like he can do it, but maybe, maybe I can. So, but all that ties into it, which is again, why Star Wars reaches across generations and, and continues to grow. But then now everything you've just talked about, everything that's inspired you is coming to a close. Star Wars goes on. The stories goes on. The movies you get to watch time and time again. The books, the comics, everything. But you are seeing this final chapter of the saga. And I think they're doing a great job of putting that idea in our hearts and our heads. Absolutely. This journey you've been on your whole life, and that is whether that journey started in 99, 97, 77, doesn't matter. You've been on it with everybody. And it you've been on it with everybody, and you've been on it with yourself. The final shots of that story are coming to you. Absolutely. And you've, you, what you're talking about is inspiring. Yeah, because I really do feel like the story of Star Wars will always be the story about generations. Yeah. The story about the stories we tell our children and our children's children. This has always been about the passing of the baton. This has mm-hmm. always been the case since 1977. Yeah. From Obi-Wan Kenobi, the old wise man, passing down his knowledge of being a Jedi Knight to the younger generation of a Luke Skywalker. That is Star Wars. It is the story of passing down this legacy, this mantle, this crown, whatever you want to call it, of the Star Wars world, of, 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 of good and evil, of this battle that's been going on forever, passing it down to the younger generation, to the generation that's coming up. And that's now what's happening with the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. with the character of Rey, with the character of Kylo. It's that passing down. So the fact that I can, I personally can connect directly, timeline-wise, mm-hmm. to my father watching Star Wars 1977, sure. to me watching Star Wars, and then watching the prequels, opening night, you know, mm-hmm. Phantom Menace 1999, to like now me watching The Rise of Skywalker with my family. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that means a lot to me. Star Wars is the one franchise, uh, probably more than any other franchise, yeah. that I watch every Star Wars movie with my family. Yeah. Like my parents, my brother, my dad, like my, the entire family, it, watching it together and yeah. all of us appreciating every yeah. single Star Wars movie. I've not seen a single Star Wars movie. The yeah. prequels, the original trilogy, the spinoff, Solo, Rogue One, all of them. Where my family and I always come out saying, man, yeah. that's a great movie. Star Wars is good. Star yeah. Wars really inspires me. That's beautiful. And it's all coming to an emotional close. Uh, uh, my friend, um, uh, I am not your family. I'm your Star Wars family. Yeah. Um, but I'd, uh, if I ever get a chance to sit next to you again, we've, we've sat next to each other for movies. Uh, to to take it home with you, man, it'll, be, uh, it'll mean a lot. So uh, thank you for sharing your yeah, journey. Absolutely. And Rise of Skywalker days away. This is what the saga means to all of us. 
All right, Force Center fans, so happy to introduce this next gentleman to you all. Uh, we have talked Star Wars before over Collider Jedi Council, but now I get to talk Star Wars with him here in Force Center. He's a great baseball writer. If you're not reading his work over on ESPN.com, you should if you're a sports fan and especially a baseball fan like me. Please welcome, talking about the Skywalker saga and what it means to him, June Lee. How are you doing, my friend? Good, Ken. I'm uh, currently in San Diego uh, awaiting these general managers to give these uh, athletes millions and millions of dollars. You know, uh, there's that grass is always greener thing. I have a great career talking Star Wars professionally, and I'm getting ready to go to the press screenings. But you're at the winter meetings covering baseball, and I'm like, I I think I chose poorly. I think that's the life I wanted. So I love what you're doing, man. I mean, I real talk. I wish I was Garrett Cole right now because nine years and three hundred plus million dollars sounds pretty good. Like I wish I was good enough to to be a professional baseball player. That is a lot of plush baby Yodas to buy in the new year. Uh, I guarantee. Oh man, I can't wait to get all my plush baby Yodas, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely, man. And and we got so this this coming week. Rise of Skywalker and June when I met you and we started talking Star Wars just the passion for this franchise it means a lot to you and this is this is a journey this is I always say it could be a five-year 10-year 20 40-year journey depending on how long you've been in the fandom um how are you emotionally prepared for what's coming I think I'm in denial like I haven't really dwelled too much on the fact that this is the last one of the saga and I think part of that that is just like the inner kid in me who doesn't really want to see the story end right now. And like, you know, who, and who knows in like 40 years if we'll get a reboot, but right. uh, it means a lot to me. I mean, Star Wars was, uh, I think one of the first, you know, I, I moved to this country when I was uh, two months old back in okay. 1995. And so like so Star Wars was kind of the first thing that my like parents gave me as like a connection to American pop culture. Uh, and I think it, ex- it explains so much about just like America and what it means and, you know, the values that this country has in a lot of ways, not to go completely over the top. No, but um, that's a good sign. It also depends on what, what you're watching. If you look at the emperor going, oh, I better watch myself around these parts or <laughs> looking at the hope. It, it, it right. could, it's a good statement all around. Absolutely. Well, I think Star, Star Wars is just like it's such a it's, it's one of the few like serials in America that, you know, most of this country, I think, is following. Mm. And so. There's not that many things in this country, at least especially at this point in time, uh, you know, given given politics, that there's something that can unite a lot of people. And obviously Star Wars is divisive in its own right. But, you know, at least people a lot of people still care about Star Wars. And so, uh, you know, for me, it was it was not only like my first connection into American pop culture, but it was also just it just the, the story that the movies uh, have have given us over the course of this year. Like it has really inspired me to personally be you know definitely partially to become a writer and uh nice. and you know among many other things like you know i could mm. talk about how much i like loved chewbacca as a kid growing up and how much <laughs> i'm excited to go to galaxy's edge at some point but at the end of the day like it, it is it's such a formative thing in like my yeah. pop culture uh you know my pop culture diet and it's definitely shaped how i yeah. you know watch movies and uh just care about pop culture as a whole well you yeah that's a great point though you're going to carry it uh, if you're affected by star wars you're going to carry it into a lot of different areas of life so you uh being a great baseball writer right now carry that 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 says a lot to me that the star wars affected you and you went into that creative endeavor so uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense and and it is coming down i like what you said at the beginning of you're not you're not really facing the fact now look we all know star Star Wars goes on. There's going to be stories to tell. And, you know, we might uh, Obi-Wan and uh, that's going to have some Luke in it and maybe some Vader. So we know Skywalker's in their tail, but the way they're marketing it, it, it I, I like what you're saying. You're not ready to face that marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just I think I'm just constantly in denial. Like I just haven't really uh, I don't know, accepted the fact that it, that it's over, because like mm-hmm. I think when the prequels ended, 
I don't know. I, I felt that maybe at some point it was going to come back at some point, but sure. I feel like, I feel like the, with this current group and, and kind of the current group of movies, it's not like we're going to see like a, another, like, you know, movie, you know, group of movies in 10 years, I think with, you know, starring Daisy Ridley, John right. Boyega and Oscar Isaac, I think it's going to be a while before we see these characters again. And so, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's partially denial and also just, like, you know, unabashed excitement to see what happens uh yeah. next thursday how are you uh specific to this movie episode nine uh are you going in full heart wide open do you have expectations predictions you mentioned you're a chewbacca fan well how do you want chewbacca's story to end you know like how are, how are you going into that theater um i'm i always go into these movies cautiously optimistic i try not to set expectations especially mm-hmm. with movies because uh i don't know setting up expectations with movies i think just sets you up for disappointment so sure. I'm just hoping to go in and enjoy whatever the two hour, 45 minute runtime is. And I come out of it. I'm, I would like to feel like I, we, the story had a satisfying conclusion. Like for me, the thing I want the most, I think out of these movies is, is just to see a satisfying character arc conclusion to Ray, Kylo Ren, Finn, Poe, and you know, just about anybody else. I, th- I think that's, that's what I want most. I'm trying not to, you know, lay down any specifics mm-hmm. or anything, but I just want to see a satisfying conclusion to their character arcs that, you know, hopefully will will stand the test of time. Okay, but you say Chewbacca. I I yes. do I do want to talk about this. I want to hear that because I love when people say Chewbacca is one of their favorite characters. Or there's something you connected about. What what is about Chewbacca? And then I do want to know. I do want to know what do you want Chewbacca to do in nine, and how do you want his story to end? So I think the thing that sticks out to me most about Chewie is just his loyalty and how much he cares about the people that he cares about. Mm. Um, and so for me, like something I think is just emo- interesting from like a story perspective is how did like how is Chewbacca processed losing Han Solo? Mm. Like, I don't think we really have a clear idea of, of how that happened uh, or, or, you know, how he reacted to seeing, you know, you know, I assume he's Chewbacca saw Ben Solo as a kid growing up and right. with his dad. And so to see like your best friend get killed by his son in front of you. I imagine that's an emotionally traumatizing thing for something to happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. It's like, I wonder, and that might, maybe that comes in supplemental material. All right. We see him scream. We see him sad. He shoot uncle Chewie shoots little Ben with the bowcaster. We know, but I know, I love what you're talking about. Like the trauma that he, the, the, to deal with it. And does, does his kind of putting his loyalty into Ray right away? Is that kind of his way of processing it? Like Han would have wanted this. I've got to keep going. Uh, that's what I see from Chewie. Right. Right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, like we've we've been with these characters for such a long time, especially the ones from the original trilogy. And so mm-hmm. I just hope that when we come out of the theater and it, this is, you know, the difficult task that J.J. Abrams is facing is that oh, yeah. I, I hope that all of the character arcs that we see are uh, emotionally satisfying in one form or another. Do you want final note on Chewie? And I'll let, I'll let Chewie rest in peace, so to speak, here with you. Um, I keep thinking. Is one of the final shots of the movie for Chewie going back home to Kashyyyk and Mala's finally like reunited with her husband. <laughs> like, we, that would be crazy. That would be awesome. Does Chewie finally get to go home? <laughs> well, I'm cur- I'm just generally curious to see how much of the prequel trilogy is tied into all of this. Just, you know, Disney Plus has made it so easy to just kind of skim through. Like I downloaded mm-hmm. all the movies uh, on my phone. And, uh, you know, I was watching some of the Phantom Menace on the way here. And I'm not personally a big fan of the Phantom Menace as like a movie other than, you know, outside the context of Star Wars. But, you know, those movies have definitely shaped conversation in terms of how people are approaching the Rise of Skywalker. Because, like, people forget that we didn't know the name of Palpatine when Return of the Jedi came out all the way back in the 80s, you know? 
Yeah, uh, it wasn't as apparent. Yeah, you could say uh, you could pull it from a novel and everything. I didn't. I didn't grow with it. Uh, you know, I read it in the novels, and it didn't. Still, didn't connect it. I did not go around calling him Palpatine just because I, uh, in the weird New Hope, uh, you know, prologue that 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 was the same. It was the Emperor. It didn't matter. It was he was the Emperor. That's what I knew. And like people on the internet now, like know who Sheev is. You know, <laughs> like good old Sheev. Like as much as people love to like deny the influence of the prequels. It's definitely seeped into how we talk about Star Wars. That's an excellent point, June. I've never heard it boiled down to that name. That is true because I run into a lot of people. Big Star Wars fans don't like the prequels. That is fine. You know, I I, I had a journey with them uh, as well. I understand what you're saying about how you view the Phantom Menace. But, yeah, you're right. You don't think the prequels matter? You're saying Sheev's name. <laughs> you're saying Palpatine's right. name. Sheev came a little right. later, I know. But, like, you're saying you're saying things from that there. <sighs> right. And, like, at the end of the day, I feel like that within itself is kind of sums up kind of the relationship that, you know, Star Wars fans have with it is, like, at the end of the day, all of the criticism comes out of a place of love, I think, you know? Yeah. It's part of the fun, and we forget to have fun with it. I think uh, uh, poking fun at Star Wars was part of what connected me with some friends on the playground as a, as, as a child because we were all fans, and we just, you know, you love something enough, you can kind of hack on it a bit. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's lost. Uh, Final note here with you, like, as you go to watch this, are you, um, uh, you say your family sat you down, your parents sat you down and watched this. Do you, do you get a chance to close out the saga with with family anyway? Does that have any kind of, uh, special extra meaning to you? Yeah. Ironically enough, my parents like borrowed, I think it was the first Star Wars movie I watched was Empire Strikes Back. They borrowed a a VHS tape from the library. My parents don't give two shits about Star Wars at all. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, since I have a little sister who's, uh, you know, eight years younger than me, she's a junior in high school right now. Mm. And uh, we've definitely both bonded over Star Wars, especially since the new trilogy came out. We've seen uh, the premieres of all, of all the movies together. Mm. Uh, and it's become something that we talk about. I mean, like when The Mandalorian came out, it became something we talked about. So yeah. uh, it definitely means a lot to me. I think, I think you know, I think that's kind of the when, when we, you know, think about Star Wars at the end of the day, it's a story about families and yeah. the the complicated dynamics that come with, uh, you know, loving, <laughs> loving a family member. So, uh, you know, it's set in an intergalactic, you know, space opera, but at the end of the day, it's a story about like moms and dads and, uh, and legacies and, and generations and all that stuff. Absolutely is June. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this. I'm excited. You get to, uh, uh, experience this with all of us here as we uh, try to prepare to ourselves emotionally, uh, force and fans follow June at June Lee. Again, if you're a sports fan or baseball fan, you put some great stuff out there. I love reading your stuff. Love talking star Wars with you. Uh, so thank you so much, man, for coming on to force center. Thanks, Ken. I really appreciate you having me on. My pleasure. All right, Force Center fans, making her debut on Force Center, I do believe, but not her debut in my life, from the podcast Grace and Alicia Have Lives, and you've seen her on a lot of wonderful shows uh, all around this fine TV landscape. Please welcome Grace Hancock. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, You want to talk some Star Wars with the guy that uh, brings all the Star Wars into your life? Always. You are a Star Wars fan. I don't think a lot of people realize that because you don't hide it. You hide it a bit. Oh, okay. Here we go. Is that not right? I don't hide it. I'm not just. I'm just not screaming my nerddom from the mountaintops. But I think you should. <laughs> I'm subtle. I like subtle. Yeah, you do like subtle. You like uh, red lightsabers, horns, and Darth Maul. Darth Maul was uh, one. I, is it fair to say your favorite Star Wars character, or is that is that <sighs> Kylo Ren shirtless? You know, <laughs> and what? Um, ooh, that's tough. 
You know, because I always kind of, I mean, look, I love gin. I obviously mm-hmm. love Carrie Fisher. I love yeah. Salacious Crumb. How can I choose? But if I had sure. to choose as far as uh, a nuanced performance, Kylo yeah. Ren. Kylo, Adam Driver. I mean, he is yeah. a, he is definitely, I, I call him an actor's actor. Uh-huh. Uh, perhaps, I think, the best in the franchise. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harrison's Harrison. I love Harrison. And, right. and he, I mean, Alden, I thought Alden was a brother Laird performance as, as, as his solo. But yeah, Adam Driver, is, is his eyes are always working. It but is, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because he's a fucking villain. They're the best. Yeah. They're the funnest to play. They're mm. the funnest to watch. Morality is boring. Bad guys are not boring. <laughs> but That's you like, why it's so good. But you like Luke Skywalker. I do like Luke. Look, Luke Skywalker was the first man I ever loved in A That's New Hope. That's fair. So he'll always have that. Did you see New Hope first or you see the prequels first? You're a prequel baby. Rude. No, I did see the, I saw the old ones. I saw them on VHS. Really? As a, as a wee That was a fair baby. question. Because your parents, uh, I you know, I, I don't know them super well, but I, I don't, they don't strike me as sit down, you got to watch Star Wars. Uh, no, I think uh, the way that went with my childhood was more like Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to sit down and watch Lethal Weapon. Okay, that's fair. Um, Star Wars was not a huge, like, my parents are not huge Star Wars people. They really like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I do remember watching it and being like, oh, yeah. But when I lost my mind was when the prequels came out. Sure. Uh, and I was ob- like psycho obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just took me down further into the deep, deep well of nerddom. That's great. So you started the saga in the quote normal way, how I, I meaning the original generation of right. fans. Uh, then then there's new normals as that goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you exposed the Skywalker saga in that way. And now it's coming down to the end there. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? I keep asking people, where's your heart going into episode nine? I mean, my heart with Star Wars is, I think, always in a very light and neutral place, which I think is where it should be. It's, it's a safe spot it's, in a good way. Yeah, it's it's laser swords in the sky. Like, mm-hmm. we can all just calm down, I think. Uh, so I always go in loving it and ready for an adventure. I think that these films, it's also hard for me to watch anything not as an actor. Mm-hmm. So these films for me are, are like 100% what I would like to do. Sure. Acting wise, so there's always that added element of like, <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, um, I'm going in really excited, but also maybe a little bittersweet sadness because it's the end of a of an era, supposedly. Yeah, the next three, I don't know. Well, the Star Wars will go on, but they they seem to be intent on ending this one. I'm the type that's like ten years from now after like, you know. Raised back, and I'm, I'm not going to be like, but you said, yeah, it's like great, more Star Wars with people I, I, and characters I love. But yeah, it's right. bitter, bittersweet to write uh, a good word. They've doing the marketing's been great because they the, mm-hmm. the behind the scene feature ads, a lot of things focusing on the different generations coming to this one big final conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, predictions. What are you going into this? I know your heart is well. Let's just say you're against the Ben Demption. <laughs> which is the yes 100 percent. why you just like evil so much you want you want kylo ren to stay kylo ren i, I mean, which is uh, something i'm kind of in that camp i just don't think it'll happen so i just um had to, i've had to two years to get ready for it <laughs> to emotionally prepare yeah yeah i mean i think um you know disney's disney and i'm not knocking on mm-hmm. them disney has paid most of my bills as an actor my entire adult life i love mm-hmm. them dearly uh thank you abc but i also for me if cersei at the end had been like you know what you're right i'm sorry we'd be like what that's right. not fun like ride or die be who you are till the end if you're evil as shit and you can murder your dad own it till the end man because i'm all for that it right. sort of lessens the 
I don't know. I want it to be like 100 proof bad guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want a wishy-washy bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he became 100%. Yeah. And we'll see. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't, uh, it, it just makes sense. Star Wars poetry, all those things for him to end up the son of Han and Leia, not doing something that makes you think, uh, he had a, he had a softer side and everything. But I also love the throne room scene because of him doubling down on it. Oh, you do that's too. So good. What what about the throne room scene and in particular Kylo uh, Kylo Ren's performance, Adam Driver's performance? What pulls you in about that scene? Because I know you love that scene. That's my favorite scene in all of Star Wars ever. In all of Star Wars, in even all over. Of Star Wars ever. Even over C-3PO telling the story and the little baby Ewok reacting. <laughs> I know you like cute. I mean, as long, if Baby Yoda isn't on the table, then yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. Um, when she reaches up and grabs yeah. her own lightsaber, I, it's uh, it's too sure. much for a woman. I it, yeah. I, I I rewind it at least four times. Is that do we still call it rewinding it? I do. Yeah. Okay. I rewind it like four times every time I watch it mm-hmm. because it's just this. The whole thing is so good, and there's so many like twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And Adam Driver saying absolutely not a word. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. performance as usual. Uh, again, I always talk about Lena Headey. It's like Lena mm-hmm. Headey is Elizabeth, where you know she doesn't mm-hmm. need to say anything. Like meeting Queen Elizabeth. Like the yeah. silence is where the beauty is for me, uh, mm-hmm. performance wise. If you're doing it well, uh, which he does, um, I don't know. It's just the cinematography, the writing, everything about it. I just love it to death. And when you see mm-hmm. his lightsaber's light reflect on his face, yeah. but you never see his lightsaber, and then you're mm-hmm. like, oh no! And right. then they go back to back. It's that's Shakespeare. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful, beautiful sequence. And I think we're going to get more of that in this next movie. Ugh. So, what do you think? You've only I, you've done a great job of avoiding, especially with living with me, of avoiding a lot going yeah, into. Just, it. I've been avoiding you for weeks. Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, but I know the one shot, the one trailer you did watch, you were around when Joseph and I did our reaction to it, our, our review was uh, was Ray saying this line of "Everyone thinks they know me." I'm paraphrasing. Everyone thinks they know me, but no one does. Mm-hmm. And Kylo's voice says, "But I do." What oh, does that so you're reacting now? Uh, what do, going back to that throne room? What are you hoping builds from that? What do you what What do you want Ray to do in Episode Nine with Kylo Ren? I mean, look, man, I want her to go super evil, mm-hmm. and I want them to be evil together and ride off in the sunset on tauntauns wow. and shit. So Star Wars ends with Ray and Kylo, not Ben. Kylo holding hands. <laughs> space I mean, smooching hands, but yeah, I and riding off space with smooch. fire and destruction behind him. Here's what I think. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to. I think they're going to want us to think that it's going to happen. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be moments yeah. like in the throne room where we're like, "Oh my God, is Ben going good?" I think they're going to toy with us and have moments where we're like, "Oh, sure. is Ray crossing the line?" Um, right. I don't think she will. Mm-hmm. I think that essentially Ben will go out, whether that's death or his story just ends. Uh, being a bad guy, I think there will be redeeming moments for him. Like maybe he chooses not to murder Ray, but he's still bad. I think yeah. that's probably how it's going to go. But can a girl dream? Certainly. Girl can dream and a girl will see, all of us will see very soon. Thanks for stopping by. By that, I mean stepping into my office from your office here at the house. Um, you are a, a, an actor, a, a great actor, and also a, a swordsman actor. You are very a trained. A swords lady. A swords you, yeah. lady. Um, 
So, you know, hopefully one day you get to wield a lightsaber. It'd be great. I know. Well, I've been training with a staff, too. So Ooh. now I can be Darth Maul. Oh, I can do it all. You can do it all. You can do it all. You are my Mara Jade. Uh, <laughs> even though yeah, the character Mara Jade never was my favorite. But now I appreciate her that much more. Well, thank uh, you. You do a lot of things. But uh, right now, tell them uh, where they can find you, your podcast you're working on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can find me online everywhere at Mrs. Graceface, HeatherGraceHancock.com. And you can listen to my super sweet podcast, Grace and Alicia Have Lives, every Monday, wherever podcasts are found. That's what you all should do. Thanks for talking Star Wars. We'll see you all soon. All right, Spotlight Star Wars fans, we're here with David Moore. You might know him as a real cool dude on YouTube. Uh, Looks at uh, Marvel, Star Wars, and a lot of things, but I know Star Wars warms his heart. So, David, welcome to Force Center, and welcome to the final chapter of the Star Wars saga. Hey, Ken, thank you so much for having me. This is, uh, this is exciting. Oh, well, you're exciting, man. And, and uh, you know, you cover a lot of Star Wars. Uh, uh, when we first met, we had uh, we were on a panel together, but we had uh, some great conversations about uh, the prequels and, and the scores and soundtracks and all those things from that uh, era of movies and Star Wars. And I know you kind of came up with those, but uh, I appreciate all, all of the, the, the movies. And, and what going into this final chapter, man, where where's your heart? Well, you know what? It's been it's been an interesting journey getting here. Um, I'm one of the people who uh, you know kind of doesn't hate the prequels because yeah. they were my Star Wars. You know, they were that's what was my intro in regards to like a real cinematic experience um, to the world of Star Wars. You know, and then like you, you talked about, we we went in on the um, the scores and the soundtracks and all the wonderful things um, to be remembered. Um, so honestly, I didn't really start to kind of tilt my head sideways <laughs> until a lot of these recent things happening right. in the Star Wars universe. So, um, I don't know, like, I'm excited, of course, Yeah. but like, you know, I'm kind of scratching my head, like, but is it going to be okay, though? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, because uh, honestly, and this is what's kind of weird, is Abrams makes me nervous, believe it or not, because he is fire when it comes to launching or relaunching a franchise. Right. But he never seems to stick the landing when he's at the helm. Yes, yes. And and I I know he's aware of this. So I love that you've brought this up because we're all excited. We all have big, warm hearts for Star Wars. But there's always... There's always a little uh, that dark cloud in the back of our heads of like, this is it. They've got to get this right. And it's all with a lot of people, but it's all in his hands. So I think that's an honest conversation. How, how uh, so where, what makes you most afraid specifically? Um, it's, it's, uh, there's a big argument among Star Wars fans about like, you know, what is Star Wars? Right. You know, like what? Because everybody says that's not my Star Wars and blah 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 Star Wars blah blah blah. But like, can you really define or quantify what that means? Right. You know. And so I, I there's just so much weight on this movie, mm-hmm. and you know, um, I, I'm nervous. <laughs> 
I'm nervous that maybe too much yeah. is going to be done, you know, to try to make everybody happy. And right. we all know you can't make everybody happy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic in, uh, I, in I, I approaching think, this movie. I think that's a great place to be, though, because, number one, you're still optimistic. Two, yeah, there's a lot riding on it just in, in the end, but just the, the sequel trilogy itself and providing enough of those answers. And you're someone, again, you appreciate the prequels. We do here as well at Force Center. Do you get... Some answers or, or type callbacks or what 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 pulls from those in is a question. What pulls from the original trilogy? There's this is a big meal we're about to eat, and sometimes uh, that can be you can gorge yourself at a buffet. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. You you kind of you know yeah you can and like not enough farts are even gonna make you feel comfortable. <laughs> you know like so I don't I don't know I don't yeah. know. I, I, I mean, of course, I've already got my tickets. I'm ready to of go. Course. I got them like I'm you know, the second they were available to get. Yeah. So I'm ready. I'm ready. But man, am I? I am genuinely kind of nervous going into this one. I think that's fair. And I, like I said, I love that honest take about it because uh, we are all caught up and we're all excited. But you, you have to wonder. I remember going into Force Awakens. I held my breath until the first lines of dialogue were spoken. I held my breath through like the first couple scenes, just going, "All right, did they do this? Did they do this? Did they bring Star Wars back?" And I think uh, it's natural to to have that going in this one. I, I will be as well. As, as much as I focus on the excitement, I'm with you too. Of just like, okay, this is it. We got to do this. <laughs> Come on, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> of all the landings that need to be stuck, this yes. is the most stuckiest of <laughs> landings that needs to be stuck in. Stuck in. I know words. You know a lot of words. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go back, David. Though to what when you saw those prequels, and we taught you, you brought it up. And that's so right. We what is Star Wars is so hard to answer sometimes because it's a lot about point of view, perspective, and experiences, and what you bring into that cave, like Yoda warns us. Uh, but in the good way, what 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 about those prequels grabbed you in back there? You know, it was it was the purest version of escapism. Mm. You know, and because it took place in a galaxy far, far away with a lot of different faces and a lot of different creatures and a lot of different skin tones. It was mm. like, no matter who you were, yeah. you could see yourself in that world and just go, yeah. you know, and get lost in it. And that's what it was for me. Like, I, I and then of course, you know, again, like, as I started to understand even, like, film and filmmaking. Then I understood, like, you know, wow, the, what the music meant to me and what mm. some of the visuals meant to me and blah, blah, blah. But just from a pure movie-going, you know, standpoint as how old was that? I was, like, 11 or something like that when it came sure. out. Um, uh, yeah, like, that's what it was. And it was just so easy because, like, there's a lot of movies that I loved as a kid. Like, I loved a lot of James Bond mm. and, like, you know, and, things like that. I love action adventure, but rarely could I put myself there. Yeah. You know? And, um, and that's what Star Wars did for me. And, um, it's great. And like, and yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was just, it was just that form of, of not that obviously when you're 11, you're stressing, <laughs> but it was, a, it was a relief, you know, kind of like, yeah. you know, cool. What homework? 
I got lightsabers, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> well, I, I think what you're saying is Star Wars creates that early on, creates that world that you can crawl into. And then as you get older, and if you carry it with you and life's pressures and stresses do emerge, you want to go back to that cocoon. It's not necessarily running away, but it's that safety net. It's that valve. It takes you back to, to that, uh, that happier time in your life when you were like, oh, homework was all I had to worry about. And Star Wars was there for me. And I think that's part of the power of the franchise going forward for all generations. Right. But then that also made me question, and we might be going off into a tangent here, but that also made me question the decision to keep it as, you know, George would say, our our children's movie. Like, (laughs) I love when a franchise evolves with its core audience, but also leaves room for future generations. Yeah. And I feel like they're trying to always keep these films for it's weird for you to say this, but like at least with, with the main saga films. Yeah. They always try to keep it, you know, this this air of like, you know, child, you know, sure. child friendly, family friendly. But like I think it would have done some some good to make them a little darker, a little grittier. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely love Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think I feel like that is the film of all these new ones that have found that that equilibrium yeah. between, you know, the child audience, but then also the fans who are now, you know, 30, 40 plus in age, you know, like we want everyone um, dead. <laughs> yes. Just kill them all, kill and them everyone all. will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but awesome. like, um, but but yeah, I mean, going back, going back to um, Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, I I I, I hope, um, because you know, the rebellions are built on hope. Um, I hope that um, that they find a way to to not quite fan serve, but from just more of a narrative perspective, mm-hmm. find a way to um, um, satisfy both younger and older audiences. There you go. That's one of the big challenges, and, and they uh, have that on their plate. I'm going to let you go here in a second, but David, I want I want one prediction. What's a wild prediction you think will happen? Um, the, they're going to use the force. No, um... <laughs> Um, uh, Honestly, I've been trying to avoid most of the television clips Me too, yeah And even going into predictions But I will voice um, a prediction Mm -hmm. from my father Your father Because we spoke my father The great great Fillmore One of 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 Nickelodeon's finest hosts back in the day What does he say? Indeed he he has this theory in regards to bridging things, and I hope I'm not going too long-winded into this, but bridging things from um, events within The Mandalorian mm-hmm. to things that are going to be rounded up in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Because I'm going to try to do this really quick. I'm going to try to do this real quick. Yeah, okay. lay it on me. Lay it on so, me. In episode one, in episode one, we are given an understanding that clearly the Jedi Temple has a database of the DNA right. of all of Jedi, given that they could cross-reference um, Yoda's midi-chlorian count sure. with Anakin's midi-chlorian count. So when um, the Emperor takes over everything, they have this. Right. They have all this. And his theory is that 
before they had that DNA, Palpatine was already trying to do stuff with mm-hmm. trying to create his own perfect being. That attempt was Anakin. That's right. why he was born of a virgin. Right. You know, that whole type of situation. And she's a slave. She's a nobody. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and because he could predict it, he knew that they would cross paths in the future. Then he decided, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to try it now with maybe a different source. So perhaps this baby Yoda is a clone and that dad, the information they were trying to extract from Baby Yoda in the Mandalorian was midi-chlorians. And long story short, Rey is the byproduct of the experiment with Uh, Baby Yoda. She's she's Baby Yoda's kid. I love this one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can see the family was done then. Totally, totally. Man, well, that is is wild. Yeah, that is wild. Uh, I I think... uh, uh, cloning midichlorians to have that come back in any way will be very interesting so uh that is that is a wild prediction uh i love what you're talking about i love your 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 honest assessment of where your feelings are nervous cautiously optimistic and nervous because deep down i think that's where we all are when it really comes down yeah because we love it and we we want to see it and on a high note absolutely we yeah not on a downer not on a bad note um we just want 80 minutes of that character claude uh David, thank you for calling into Force Center. Uh, you out there listening, if you want to follow David, uh, he has a, a lot of stuff uh, out there right now. Uh, he, he works all around the, this business of show, but you can follow him at Real Cool Dude and go to his YouTube channel, The Real Cool Dude. That is real, like you'd think, like a good film reel. David, thanks for joining us here on Force Center. Thanks for having me, Ken. All right, very happy to have her technically back on Forest Center, but it's been far too long from uh, the Movie Couple channel, and you also know her from uh, her work at Collider and a lot of other things, including, like, sideshow stuff and seen her on uh, Screen Junkies at times. Well, she does a lot. Uh, and Wendy Lee, hi. Hi, Ken. How are you? Uh, I am great because we're excited and we're nervous and we're talking about Star Wars. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, Wendy, uh, we're only a a few days away or a week, depending on where you are in the world or uh, where you are uh, with your screening invites, uh, as we're learning. Um, (laughs) Wendy, how are you doing? Are you ready for this final chapter as a Star Wars fan? I am ready, and I think what you said earlier, being excited and a little nervous is basically very descriptive of exactly how I'm feeling. I'm really excited just because I am a Star Wars fan. I have been for a really, really long time. I am just worried a little bit. I think it's going to be fine, and I think this is just any fan. You just want to go in there, mm-hmm. and you want to watch a really great Star Wars movie on screen. Uh, I just feel like they have a lot to wrap up, and can they do this in the time allotted? And because a little bit of, in the previous film, and I know it's a very different director at this mm-hmm. point, you know, J.J.'s back at the helm, Ryan Johnson did the previous movie, but looking back at The Last Jedi, there were some things that, even though entertaining, I felt wasn't necessary mm-hmm. for the story. It didn't really serve anything for me personally. Yeah. And to that exactly, it's the Cantle Bite stuff. Mm-hmm. I could have done without it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I enjoy Rose as a character, but did I need that whole side story? Mm. No, not really. Yeah. 
So, you, so I'm just worried that they're going to have scenes like that in this movie that takes away from everything else that everybody mm. wants to see. Yeah, because they only have so much uh, amount of time as they, they're not making a th- four-hour movie or even a three-hour movie. So, yeah, you you want... Uh, are you, is, it, is, it, is it that you... It's not so much... sounds to me it's so, not so much that you want answers for everything, but you just want efficiency of story, a clear line, uh, because there's a lot to wrap up, not just for the sequel trilogy, but for all nine films. Again, I don't think they're wrapping up the prequels and original trilogies, but there's things they have to put in from there is what we would be kind of being told. Mm-hmm. So I see, I see what you're saying. You got that full plate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but other than that, I am excited. Yeah. The whole um, having Palpatine back, that's just so interesting to me. And I think that's something I am really looking forward to just because I want to see how they handle it. Why is he back? How is he back? What is his role in this movie? We've been excited to see the Knights of Ren ever yeah. since The Force Awakens because it had been mentioned. We saw flashes of them. We saw flashes of them again in the trailer and the TV spot. So are we going to finally get to see them? Are we going to get to see Dark Ray? And mm-hmm. is it probably a vision like everybody's speculating? There's just right. so much and like the fight between the dark and you know, the light side is Ray going to go dark is Kylo going to you know go good how are they going to handle um, mm-hmm. Leia's role in all of this I have so many questions yeah. and it all just boils down to being very excited yeah. for this film and seeing the Skywalker saga and it's almost bittersweet oh very much and even though Star Wars goes on and the story goes on yeah the, this main line so to speak uh, yeah I know what you mean it's been a long journey been a long journey. When, when did your journey with Star Wars start, uh, uh, Wendy? Very young. When I was in Taiwan, I can't remember how old I was, but I was little, and I didn't really speak English mm. then uh, at all. Mm. And my dad had already was very into Star Wars and showed me all three movies. So while I didn't completely understand the details of the story due to the language barrier, I loved yeah. um, the cinematography and the visuals of everything. And, you know, once I got older and I learned English, then I then my aunt reintroduced me to Star Wars. She's like, you got to watch this again. Mm. And we watched her old VHS, the original, original tape. Yeah. Uh, and ever since then, I have been a fan. And it just kind of exploded from there to all the canons, the mm. books, yeah. the TV shows, and now The Mandalorian. Absolutely. And another aspect that's something that's very, uh, you know, in your uh, skill set there is uh, you run a, a fashion blog and podcast, Geek and Glitter, and it focuses on a lot of the geek fashions and everything. It's a passion of yours. Uh, well, you, you do a lot of work with her universe and how that has changed, too, where now you get to express yourself as a Star Wars fan a lot easier than probably you used to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Back then, you know, Star Wars apparel meant a t-shirt usually a boys or men's size shirt graphic tee with just like really bulky logos that's you know that thick material that doesn't you kind of sweat because it's like suffocating <laughs> yeah. a little bit yes. <laughs> yeah that's all that was available so uh thankfully ashley Eckstein kind of had the same idea where where can i buy cute things that are fitted yeah. for women and so she started her universe um and you know, she had the opportunity uh, given to her kind of because she is a Sokotano, so she already had that, you know, built-in fan base, and her universe essentially has exploded oh, yeah. and really has, you know, carved a path for geek fashion. And now there's different brands like Al Hoffer Design, there's Rock Love Jewelry out there making Star Wars 
inspired apparel, Star Wars licensed jewelry, and and it's now kind of also changed because originally those brands started, you know, geek fashion for women, yeah. and now we are getting our universe, and we're getting a lot of unisex stuff from all of those brands, mm. and to kind of dress and do a quote-unquote Disney bound as a Star Wars character, to walk into Pachu at Disneyland. It's just kind of the norm now, and I am so happy. Like, there's no better time to be a nerd, a Star Wars nerd, than right now, and it can only get bigger and better for 2020. Yeah, as we go on, especially if this movie kind of just keeps the fervor going and keeps people exciting, excited and exciting. Uh, We... um, so I got to ask you, Wendy. Uh, let's look to episode nine. Um, I'm bad at predictions, but I've been asking everyone here on the show. Uh, just give me something wild and crazy. What do you think is going to happen here? Big, small. What do you got? Oh boy. Uh, big or small? Big. Uh, let's go big. Hayden Christensen is back <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I, I want. I want. I still don't think it, but I want it, and so therefore it might happen if we put it out in the universe. Yes. <laughs> we put it out. We leave it up to the force. Uh, and then small. What do you got small? Small. A small one. I think we see Finn and Rose fall in love. Because that's Rose. already kind of like, okay. yeah, that's right. kind of, you know, that's kind of where they wanted to go for uh, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. I wouldn't mind giving Finn a girlfriend. I know he was kind of like pining after Ray. Yeah. In The Force Awakens, and I feel like uh, she hardcore friend zoned him. <laughs> so she's got other things going on. She's trying to bring balance yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's like, I can't think about anything right now. I, I like that. And then, and then, what do you think we're going to get? A big old Star Wars smooch with uh, Kylo and Ray? Ooh, <sighs> no, I don't no, think so. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we lose one of them at the end. Yeah, probably I mean, Kylo. probably Kyle. And, and, and I don't, I'm not going to say I want that, like I'm, I'm rooting for a death, but it just seems to be, uh, there's a very Star Wars. Yeah, very Star Wars, you know, Star Wars in a, in a beautiful poetry there, but we'll definitely see. Yes. Uh, and we'll see in just a short amount of time, which is why we're uh, going around the galaxy, galaxy, talking to all of our friends here at Force Center to get in their thoughts, their emotions going into this. And, and Wendy Lee, we couldn't do that without you. So, uh, again, you do so much, but right now, I know this big thing right now, the Geek and Glitter podcast and, and fashion blogs going on right now. What else do you, what else do you want to highlight? Uh, I am on YouTube at The Movie Couple, where you can find a bunch of trailer reactions, movie reviews, and vlogs. And I also host on Collider and the show. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Wendy. Uh, We will all get ready and see if there's some big smooching in Episode 9. All right, Four Center fans, I couldn't do this without this guy. In fact, he was one of the very first guests we had here on Four Center back in the day and uh, helped create Star Wars Ranked for me by doing an uh, unofficial Ranked episode about Rogue One. That's how long we've been talking Star Wars in podcast form and actually goes beyond that. Please welcome from Collider's Rule of Two and just a lot of cool things from the Schmoes No Days, Mark Yodi Riley. We're here. How you doing, Mark? Hello, my friend Ken Knapsack. Happy Star Wars, my friend. Happy Star Wars, indeed. And we've been talking to a lot of people here uh, on Spotlight Star Wars this week, the special bonus episode about just your emotions uh, going into this final chapter of the Skywalker saga. We get the marketing. We know the story goes on. But this truly is the end of, of a journey for a lot of us that stretches back decades. And I wanted to test your mm. emotional temperature right now going in. Well, Ken... 
the other night I was, uh, I was just kind of enjoying my, my evening. There was a glass of wine in hand. There was some food in my stomach next to my mm-hmm. fiance. And it occurred to me that in about two days from that moment, I was two, two and a half days. I was going to be seeing a star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And I got excited yeah. and all the, all the discourse and all the, the chatter online and the, and the, and the, the hot cakes that are happening across the internet. Uh, maybe there's, there's some, uh, some, some yelling going towards <laughs> me about like, Oh, you like the last Jedi, all this stuff, yeah. all this discourse, this division, the theories, speculation, it all melted away yeah. because I went at the end of the day, we're going to see a star Wars movie. And that feeling you get when you know you're going to see a Star Wars movie in theaters, mm-hmm. we've only had it maybe 10 other times now. Yeah. Like with yeah. the saga, Rogue One and Solo, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter every single time you're ready and you're getting ready to see a Star Wars movie. That is a special thing. Mm. And all the nonsense goes away because you're reminded of that moment as a kid. Maybe you Maybe you remember that time when you were going to the original trilogy, maybe it's the prequels where you remember waiting in line or going to see it. You're growing up, you're little, doesn't matter. All those feelings for me, I I immediately rushed back to sitting in the theater with my dad, getting ready to watch return of the Jedi. Mm. I immediately went back to waiting in line for Phantom Menace and being as excited. We're getting a new star Wars movie. I never thought would happen. Even going to attack of the clones going this one. I know it. I can't wait. This one, Revenge of the Sith. Oh my God! Force of week. It's all the same now. Yeah, it's all the same. It's that feeling that I'm going to see a mother effing Star Wars movie, <laughs> and that fills me with joy. A mother effing Star Wars do- movie, indeed. And I, you're so right. It all fades away for me, and it, that's the reason. In in my book, I ended with uh, that that moment between. Uh, a long time ago, a galaxy far away, and that explosion of the soundtrack. It is when, for that mm-hmm. brief second, you're like, "New Star Wars is in front of me," and it's there. I, I even feel it with Mandalorian episodes. Uh, I feel yes. it with the cartoons. Yes, I do. Same new, way. New Star Wars is in front of you. You can discover what you love. And this is there's a lot of pressure on this, Mark. Uh, with a lot of people talking about being nervous about it, and I am too, because you want it to land sure. right. But I think you're com- you're approaching it the right right way. New Star Wars, and your heart is open and full now. Yes, it is. Mark, it is, and I can't wait. I can't wait. And there's no way to predict this. I've been asking for silly predictions from everyone here, but I, I don't need a prediction from you. Here's what I want from you. What do you feel okay. will be the emotional tone, the emotional undercurrent of the last few moments of this movie? Oh boy, that's hard. I, I I think there's a bunch of them, but I feel like there's balance and family. Mm. It, it's it's the balance and, and the and the bringing together of of family, whether it's characters coming together and and feeling like family, whether it's whether it's a uh, you know major twists that holy f mm. they're connected to a Skywalker. Don't <laughs> think it's going there, but mm-hmm. could be. Uh, A connection uh, that a ragtag group of people can get together, spark hope in the galaxy and take down an empire, take down a bad guy, take down a force, whoever it may be. It's it's an amazing feeling. You could feel it. You could. You don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to to, just to have that kind of like I'm Mm -hmm. an open 
I'm, an, I'm a blank page right now. Yeah. Let the Star Wars movie write, write what the story they're doing down on, on me, and I can't wait. But uh, I, I have a feeling that we're going to uh, we're going to just have a feeling of, of balance and family. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think that's one of the best predictions I've heard. The feelings of of, of uh, emotional prediction there, uh, balance and family sounds like a great way to end Star Wars. Mark Riley, appreciate you taking time out. You got your dog Leia, the the puppy that's still causing problems, but she's got the spirit of the princess in her. Um, so we're gonna let you get to that. You guys out there listening, you you probably know Mark Riley, but give him a follow at Riley Round and listen to his podcast, support him, and follow all of his work. Uh, one of the great Star Wars fans out there because of what you just heard. He leads with emotion. And that's what we love. Mark, thanks so much. For Center, we here at Spotlight Star Wars. The episode will roll on. There you have it. Are you ready? Are you emotionally ready for Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker? I I don't know if I am yet, but we're here. It's been a long time, man. Long time. Five years feels like a lifetime in the best way possible, and it all comes down to this. So thank you so much for being part of this Force Center journey, for listening to this episode. Thank you to all my guests who came on today and shared their thoughts, opinions, and emotions going into this final chapter. Now it's our turn. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions? Are you ready? Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars or hashtag Force Center. Just express it. Uh, maybe jump on in here and find a friend and the rest of the Force Center family. Thanks uh, for all of you who support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Force Center. Go to Public for our merch. You know the drill. Follow us at Force Center Pod. Go to Audible, audibletrial.com slash Force Center uh, to get a free audiobook on us. For now, let's go watch the film. We'll see you, friends. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.